And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey everybody, this is Allison Lucan back with another episode of Front and Nationwide. We are so excited to have the newest Blue Jacket with us, Devin Shore. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. making time for us. My pleasure. I know it's been a whirlwind. Can you even put into words what these past three days have felt like for you? Yeah, it's been it's been a whirlwind. That's a perfect way to describe it. Um, between the travel and the the stresses that come with deadline day and, and getting the call getting out, getting a game in on the road. It was awesome to get a game in because that kind of seems to be the, the quickest way to make it feel normal again to, to go out and, and play hockey. But um, the guys in the room have been awesome um, so far. They've welcomed me in right away, which is big. Like I, a lot of Sometimes it's just the little stuff, but if they're doing everything they can to make you feel welcome, it, it goes a long way. So it's it's been crazy, but it's been fun. Now, you were on the West Coast, so... Are you waking up early on deadline day? Are you getting woken up by a call yeah. or a text? Or I, I was up pretty early deadline day. Um, I had a bit of an idea that mm-hmm. something could happen. It was obviously, uh, no guarantees for sure, and um, but you, you know of the the possibilities. So uh, yeah, I was. I had my made sure I had my phone on me. Um, got the call around eleven thirty, uh, California time. Yeah, and the deadlines noon at California time. So so close. Was down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, it was uh, it was a stressful day for sure. A lot of emotions. Who calls you? Your agent or? Uh, usually the the GM. So, okay, uh, gotcha. So the GM of Anaheim, Bob Murray, makes the first call mm-hmm. saying you've been moved, and then then Yarmo was the next call. Yeah welcoming you aboard and stuff. Yarmo shared with us that you were a player that this organization has been interested in for a while, been watching. Were you aware of that? Were there, were you, did you kind of have a sense that Columbus was paying attention? There, there's a bit of a sense. You, you try to, <clears throat> in the day-to-day of hockey, you try to you know, play hard for the, for the team you're on and, and focus on 
the on-ice aspects. Um, there are certain conversations you have throughout the season, whether it be with agents or, or scouts or just the hockey community is pretty small, so people within the hockey community. Um, so I want to say I have a, a bit of an idea, but but that's it's nice to hear. It's it's nice to to be where where you're wanted, and hopefully I can come in and, and contribute and and uh, and help these guys out. In the season, you're obviously focused on your team, but when you hear there might be other multiple organizations interested, do you kind of try and check that organization out as well, or do you wait till something actually happens? No, to be honest, it's part of that's part of being a professional. Yeah. There there are these I I don't want to say rumors, but there are things noise, that are said yeah. and, and noise and stuff. And as a professional, you have to, to block that out. Because when, when I was on the Anaheim Ducks, my sole focus is, okay, how can I do my best to, to help this team win? And then if a trade happens, you, you, you're appreciative of, of your time in Anaheim. And then and you begin to look forward and, and say, okay, how can I help these guys out? So you try not to uh, be distracted um, with, with kind of the outside noise. Because if you let that get to you, it's a lot, right? Yeah. So if... if if you can kind of lose your focus if you don't manage it well. So you try to just focus on, on getting better each day as a player. So you mentioned the call came at 1130. You're married, is that correct? I'm engaged. Engaged. Yeah. I get okay. married this summer. Oh, well, that's yeah, awesome. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, we're excited. So what, I mean, do you have pets? Like what is, what do you grab? What is that? What's happening on, on the true Devon side of we life have, when this yeah. guy? Um, yeah, so Maggie's been awesome with that. So she's back in Anaheim still. Um, so she's going to start kind of packing up and she might go home to Canada for a little bit while okay. we're on this road trip. Okay. And then she'll be down, she'll be up here, sorry, in, uh, in Columbus shortly. Uh, and we have a, we have a dog, a year old dog. Yeah. What kind? It's a mini Labradoodle. Excellent. Yeah, and her name's Potter. So, Potter. So there you go. I'm there sure we we'll go. talk more about that <laughs> coming up. So, and, and so she'll go home. Yeah. And then, and. I know teams try and help with that whole process. Is that another thing where kind of the hockey community can help? Because everyone has faced Absolutely. moving. Exactly, and... yeah. It's, I'm not the first <laughs> nor the last to, to ever get traded. You, you, you see it all the time. And um, each team has, has a, a great group of staff to, to help make the. It's still going to be a crazy experience and a whirlwind, but they do their best to make it as seamless as possible. Um, so each, each team has a team services rep. It's, right. it's Julie here. And, so she was one of the first calls to help you book a flight, and um, she get, helped me get set up in a in an apartment already, which is awesome. We're looking to get a, a rental car, so all, all the little logistical stuff, um, they do their best to help take care of you. Which is, which, as a player going through it, you're you're very appreciative of that because it, it's it's uh, it's stressful enough to try to get in and and earn the trust of the guys in the dressing room and the coaches and, and worry about your your on ice. Uh, on ice stuff so all that extra stuff it goes a long way before we get to the on ice stuff you did mention the name of your dog yes. um the one of the first things at so many folks in dallas too just mm -hmm. loved you still love you um people reached out and said and he's a huge harry potter fan so tell us how you come by this love honestly yeah it's just something i uh i love right from the get-go it, it started with the books i've read the books a bunch like uh Back to front over and over again. <laughs> the, the movies are great too. It's I think everyone has a a fandom of of some sort, or they get to nerd out on on something, be it Star Wars or a particular show, Game of Thrones, be what, and uh, and I enjoy all all of that stuff. But yeah, Harry Potter's my thing. Um, love the books, love the characters. We've I've been to the the Harry Potter. I was going to ask. Yeah, okay. There's one in Orlando and one one in uh, in L. A. So yeah. I've been to both. We. 
my fiance and I, we did a, a trip to the UK. Okay. And it wasn't, let me, let me be clear, it wasn't a Harry Potter trip. It was, However. We went, we went and saw some, some beautiful stuff out in, in Ireland and Edinburgh, Scotland and, and London. But we, we took a day to go check out this, this studio where it was filmed and see all the real, it's not really a theme park. And there's no rides, but right. you just go and see all the sets where they oh, where cool. they film the movies. So that, so that was a really cool experience. Yeah. So we have to ask favorite book of the series. I, I think it's I think it's the last one okay. where they tie it together. It's such a detailed world with so many different characters. So for the for the most part, you you finish seven pretty large books and don't have really many questions left unanswered. Um, and the the twists and all that stuff with the characters, always the the stories older now so most people know the fate of each character I, I, I just yeah I just enjoyed the way it, it got wrapped up do you what what house would you be I think I'd be a Hufflepuff interesting I've not, uh, I've discuss done the, I've done the quiz so. <laughs> um, yeah I, I guess they're uh, loyal kind you know I, I try to be brave I, I don't want to I wouldn't lie I, I don't wouldn't say bravery. I don't think I'd be a Gryffindor. Or, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I'd be a Hufflepuff probably. That's perfect. Now, yeah. was there anything about the the way the whole thing wrapped up that disappointed you? Not really. Okay. You, if, you if, were satisfied. When you read them so much, you can kind of find little fun plot holes. But like, I I, I enjoy them enough. I that, that I'm yeah. not going to really let that uh, let that take away from how much I enjoy them. That's awesome. What's what's your favorite part of the of we know your favorite book. Is there a favorite like story twist that you're just like yes? Um, I think in the third one that the when you first find out about uh, like Sirius Black and Harry's Godfather and the Rat. I yeah, yeah. Reading that for the first time, it, it was it was wild. So that was a pretty cool like twist and probably one of the most unexpected. There's a bunch of them like I love the Snape. Snape yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really cool and um, that kind it kind of bugs me because it, it goes to show like like. He obviously did do something really brave and courageous, but he still treated the, the students like crap. For, totally. For a long, it doesn't make him like a nice guy, right? But, but, it, See, but it doesn't make him evil either. So yeah, yeah it was good. Awesome. And favorite character? Um, my favorite character, in the books, it's probably Ron. And, and Interesting. He's, he's good, in, he's good in, the, in the movies. He's great in the movies, but like he's funnier in the books. They, they give yeah. him more lines and, or like... Or she writes more lines into him of, of like funny, witty remarks, and like you really see how good of a friend he is in the in the in the in the books. Now, do you read these? Do you read them over and over again, or is it kind of like I, I go I to try it? Not to, okay. Like, we can joke around about like I'm a huge fan, but like I wouldn't call it an obsession. You have to put them down. It's not like every gotcha. single day. It's like <laughs> you're not in the room. I'm not, like <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to. Like I do have a life, you know, and like I like other things. Sure. But, um, yeah, one, once a year I'll, I'll pick one or two of them up and yeah. read through them. And, and then, or sometimes before bed, if nothing's on TV, throw, yeah. some, throw one, of the, one of the movies on your iPad. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's kind of my go-to fallback when you're looking to just relax and hang out. That's awesome. So let's yeah. go back now to the hockey. Sounds good. Um, you talked about, you know, you want to come to a new team and kind of show who you are. We hear that saying all the time, mm-hmm. but how hard is it? Because you know how you like to play. But now you're in a new organization, a new coach. How do you figure out if there are any adjustments you want to make to your game, or is it really important not to do that? I think I think it's a it's a process. So um, you go in, and there's a certain way each individual plays that makes them successful. So 
uh, and we've all been playing this game for so long, we know what that is. So right. you, you try to stick to that. Um, and I think it's important with, with a new team to, to simplify things <clears throat> and, and, and lean on your, your work ethic and trying to win as many battles as you can and, and just skate. And as far as all the little X's and O's stuff, as that comes up, the coaches do a great job at uh, helping you out with that through video and, uh -huh. and recapping stuff. So and, and then at the same time, that you know the particular brand of hockey that, excuse me, that like this team wants to play or, or a team that you go into. So you you got to make sure you you adapt and, and try to mold your game into something that fits with with that as quickly as possible. Because the, the the goal is, and, and especially where we are right now, is to the, these points are crucial. So there's no real time to to feel it out. You get it's it's not going to happen overnight, but you have to. Make sure you're focusing on it every day to, to help the guys out. Hockey is a simple game. It's not mm -hmm. overly complex, but also, you know, you go into that game in Minnesota, even just learning who's right-handed, left-handed, like what kind of adjustments are you having to make on the fly? Yeah, it, that, and it's, it's a bit of a bigger deal than than you might think. Like when, you, when you're on a team that you've been on for a while, you, you whether you, you're, your eyes are kind of, you're playing with your head up, but your peripheral sees something. And whether it's a, a certain guy or like you see a stick and you know it's that guy's stick or you know that guy's helping you out. Like sometimes you're in the corner and your head's down and battling and you, you see a certain stick and you know that's your buddy wow. helping you out. Like so little things like that. So um, and, and just guys' little tendencies um, within within their game. So once you get to know that, it, it should help. Um, but it's not an overly um, cruxing yeah. thing right like yeah. it's still just hockey yeah I'm not trying to complicate things but as that comes along it should make things uh, a little easier in some respects do you have to think are you saying you have to think more these first games or no it's just taking in you, the information you try not to think more I think if, if you spend too much time thinking out there you're you'll get a little hesitant mm -hmm. um, so it's just more being aware of certain things but when the puck drops and you're out there on the ice and you shift if yeah you you have to play instinctually and that's just the nature of hockey. Yeah. If you're out there thinking too, yeah, you have to play responsible, and you have to. There, there's a an element of thinking and mm -hmm. using your hockey sense. But if you're if you're thinking too much, that could lead to squeezing the stick and and uh, and overanalyzing things. Gotcha. Like you had that beautiful pass to Emil Bemstrom, and I'm just like, right. I don't even know how you pull that out. <laughs> like in your first game, to right. we asked you when you first joined the club. You know, you know some of the guys mm -hmm. in the room and in the organization. We always ask that question, but how does that help? Does it help off the ice, on the ice, both? Both, both. And even in two days, I'm trying my best to, to get to know the, the guys I haven't uh, met before, and, and that's been awesome too. But yeah, coming into a new group, there there are some nerves, right? You want to, yeah. you, you can't come in guns a blazing and you know walk around like this crazy loudmouth. Even if you want to, I think all hockey players in general are kind of outgoing guys. Not all of them, but it's fun to to joke around and talk in the room and and just and have fun with it but as a new guy you don't want to go too crazy with that yeah uh, you got to make sure you earn these guys respect and and uh earn their trust so having guys that you know and can bounce questions off of with mm -hmm. the little date whether it's a little day-to-day -day things or how we want to be playing or just to make things feel more comfortable, it's really nice to be able to lean on them. Does it help on, on the ice? Like you mentioned like knowing a guy's stick. I mean, you yeah. haven't really played right. much at all yet, but does, will that chemistry help as well, do you think, or not so much? Hopefully, hopefully. But the, the, the guys you know, uh, and, and when you're at the rink every day and these games are coming in hot and heavy, like, well, 
I've been through this once before and you get to know the guys pretty quick. So yeah. if we had this conversation in the next 10 days, it would be completely different. You'd start, you know, everyone by their nickname and right. they're starting to become your buddies. But those first couple days where you, you really feel like the new guy uh, in, in the new pond to, to just to know those guys and make it feel, um, I guess, comfortable would be the word. Yeah. Um, it, it helps. It sounds very tiring these first it few is. days. Are there, are there extra things you have to do to manage just your, your overall self to get through it all, it seems crazy. Yeah, you gotta make sure, like all the regular stuff, make sure you're eating well and trying to get your rest. It's it's tough because it, there's so many different emotions, so so that's exhausting, but at the same time, it's you, you might be tossing and turning a little more in your bed because it's, yeah. it's, so, uh, it's, it's so emotional. So you wanna get more rest, but maybe it's a little tougher to sleep at times, um, but but it's not, it's not, a, it's not a, a huge deal. It's still hockey. Um, most guys in hockey are, are good guys and, and the character in, in that room is no different. So um, these first couple days, it's, there's a bit of an adjustment period. Well, thank you, Devin. It was so awesome of you to make time to talk to us. And I know it's been a crazy past couple of days, so we sure appreciate that. Uh, in other Blue Jackets news, you probably have noticed, this is just Allison with you this episode. Aaron Portsign is enjoying some much-deserved rest um, these next couple days before he picks up our coverage again on that annual Western Canadian trip. Um, and the Blue Jackets are going to have to really make that one count. That was the time last year, um, if we all remember, when this team kind of put all the pieces back together and did push to get back into their playoff spot and cement that second wild card um, to get into the playoffs. So this is interesting timing for a team that's Coming off not their best performance this past Tuesday in Minnesota, they lost 5-4, come back off a furious kind of third period rush, but uh, those first two periods left a lot to be desired, and I think that the team knows that. I don't think at this point in the year there's much more that needs to be said. Um, they have had a crazy schedule, but uh, the team has been quiet. Uh, yesterday was an off day. Excuse me, Wednesday was an off day. Thursday, just a, an optional practice on the ice. Um, they did a lot of off-ice work, video, and, and that kind of thing, but nothing on ice, something that John Tortorella really tries to manage this time of year. So hopefully that'll bring um, some refresh um, to the team's game tonight when they host Minnesota. Then it's Vancouver here at Nationwide Arena on Sunday, and then that West Coast swing. Um, so this is going to be an important time. Some other things uh, we're going to be watching for, I mentioned that yesterday's skate was an optional. We did see at some point uh, Kim Atkinson, Alexander Wenberg, and even Ryan Murray on the ice. Uh, Kim Atkinson didn't stay for the whole practice. Um, I think that's probably just a, a normal progression of him testing out that ankle, making sure it's healthy and good to go. Um, but definitely a positive sign to see both Wenberg and Murray out there. Those are two players that this team could desperately use um, it'll be interesting to see who goes on this trip with the Jackets. Um, Aaron Portsline uh, also reported to us uh, yesterday. Um, you may have seen that there is a report out there from Darren Dreger that there might be shoulder surgery in the future for Josh Anderson. Um, we, we don't know. There's no further information other than Darren Dreger's report um, but gosh, just what a what a hard season for Josh. And, you know, we keep saying this, but at this point, um, if, if the injury is that severe, you have to think that the right thing to do is get it fixed properly and make sure that he's good to go for next year. So uh, we'll be watching for updates there. Uh, Porty had a great piece yesterday. He was able to catch up with Seth Jones, 
talked to him about his choices to go through surgery, how he went about getting that ankle fixed and kind of what his path forward is in terms of um, improving there. Other than that, not a lot of news. I did ask uh, Torts yesterday um, if there were any updates on Riley Nash or Elvis Merzlikens who did not travel to Minnesota. Um, we remember after leaving the Ottawa game earlier this week, um, he did not have any update, but Riley Nash was one of the skaters who was with the team Thursday in that optional skate. So that might be a positive sign. We'll find out more later. Um, the team is going to have a morning skate today in advance of that Minnesota game. And then they'll take to the ice at seven o'clock. And gosh, you know, I think if it was a different time of year, this might be a question of, you know, do you want to have a response to this team after how that game went on, on earlier this week? But gosh, they just have got to focus on getting those two points right now. It's, it's going to be a dogfight down the stretch. Um, we've seen how the other teams in this division loaded up at the deadline. There's a piece up on The Athletic where we talked about that, um, just kind of some of the improvements that each team made and, and what the impacts have been to every team, not just through deadline moves, but some of the injuries that a lot of teams are facing. So you can check that out as well, just to shed some light on, on what lies ahead. But um, otherwise, uh, that's pretty much it. Again, we're, we're closing in on soon to be less than 15 games uh, for this season to see if this Jackets team can get back in the win column a little more consistently. Um, we'll update you obviously online as soon as we know any updates on Merzlikens or uh, the other injured players. And of course, always please keep checking out the site. Um, you can follow us on the Blue Jackets page, on the Athletic Columbus page. Um, we're all obviously always on Twitter. To stay up to date on the podcast, please be sure to click subscribe. We're on all the major platforms, and if you subscribe, you're never sure, you're sure never to miss an episode. They're all free. They're all there for you. Um, we'd love to hear what you think. Love to hear what you'd hear. Would like to hear more of, less of. Everything like that is fair game for us. Um, and in the meantime, please keep reading, listening, watching, and we'll do our best to bring you the best and latest news on the Blue Jackets. Uh, we'll be back next week with a podcast with Aaron Portsign as well. And in the meantime, we will talk to you soon. Everybody take care. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.